everybody, welcome back to Pack Your Mics. This is Alex, I'm all alone this afternoon uh, because all 92 of my co-hosts had to work or had childcare issues today, so I had to hold this one down on my own, but I'm very excited that I get to do this for you. We have another great interview with a couple of Top Chef producers for an upcoming Top Chef spinoff. So if you haven't seen the trailer yet, which you probably have, but just in case you haven't, uh, coming this September to Peacock, exclusively to Peacock streaming, is the new chef, Top Chef family style. So we're taking elements from the Top Chef kids version, the Top Chef junior world, but the the mashup this time is that they're in pairs. A child is paired with a family member adult who is going to help them through. And it really is focused on the kids. The, the adult is the sous chef for most of them. But... Um, unlike Top Chef Amateurs, this is a this is a full arc of a season with eliminations and everything. That's right. They tell kids to pack their knives and go. It is incredibly sad. And I sat down just minutes ago, but it's going to sound like it's in the future because it's coming after this. I sat down with Tracy Tong, who is the post executive producer. She does all of the she's in charge of the editing process of the show and has also worked on the flagship of Top Chef. She's worked on Masters. She's worked on Desserts. She is a longtime Top Chef alum. And then also the showrunner of Family Style is Claire Kozloff. And she is she's worked on Kitchen Nightmares before and on a bunch of other weird fun shows. She's worked on Last Comic Standing and Whale Wars, among other things. Um, and I had a lovely little conversation with them about what to expect on this season and some of the challenges of working with kids and on uh, on Peacock shows. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. And of course, at the end, we played another episode of Top Top Chef, producer, Quickfire, Quickfire our terribly named game show that we debuted uh, on a previous interview. So I hope you enjoy all of that, and we uh, we hope you enjoy these new shows to help get us through the off-season, and we hope to talk to you again soon. All right, so I am here today with uh, Claire Kozloff and Tracy Tong, who are both... Um, working for the new show, Top Chef Family Style. And I was going to say your jobs right away, but then I realized I don't exactly know what the jobs are. So, so Claire, you are the showrunner, which essentially means for our listeners at home that you are the most in charge. Is that correct? <laughs> well, Tracy, it puts the whole thing together. So what I do is I, uh, I create the headache for Tracy um, to sift <laughs> through all the hundreds of hours of footage and make a masterpiece out of it. Um, I come on at the beginning of sort of in the development process. So we had an idea we formatted it. We, you know, we we thought long and hard about how we wanted this to feel different from Top Chef and um, how we wanted, you know, what what Peacock wanted in their sort of in their own, uh, you know, this is their first um, their version of of Top Chef. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, I oversaw the casting process with um, an amazing casting team at Magic Elves um, and uh, in conjunction with the network. And then we developed all the challenges, pre production, filmed it, and then handed it to Tracy Tong and team. And then Tracy, you did so. You did all of the. You were the post EP, so you you were the most in charge after the cameras turned off. Then, <laughs> sure, we can put it that way. Yeah, oh. we are currently cutting uh, the episodes, so we have our our post staff, editors, story team, and whatnot, and putting together all the. Um, uh, you know, Claire and team did such a good job. We have too much content, so we're trying to make I, sense of it all. I would and assume make we almost it, like, always end up with too much content. Is that a, is that different this time? Did you get more than usual? No, uh, not more than usual. There, are, there is always quite a bit of content, obviously, with these shows. But I have to say, the content w with regards to this show is just 
so unique and fun and um, just something that I think we're all having a joy putting, you know, trying to put together. But at the same time, yeah, we're trying to put this together and we have too much good stuff. Let's just well, say it. Let's just put it that way. So you've got, so the, the, the twist on this season, is, the way that, or this different version works is that you have um, amateurs in that they are uh, children and then also their re- relatives. So some parents, a co- aunt and uncle, a grandma and a sister, and they are working in pairs. But this, this show, unlike, amateurs which we just watched this one has a season-long arc so you're doing the classic top chef competition style so what is the what were the different challenges then with working with pairs children amateurs what was what were the twists on this one for you uh in post at least tracy um you know in post something that we're dealing with is like i just said we have you know so much good content um i think one of the fun things, which, you know, Clara said before is these interviews are all dual. So we've right. got two people in the chair, two people answering questions, two people with two different points of view sometime. Um, also, you know, when you have two people kind of talking to each other in relation to each other, they can bounce off each other and you get the kind of dynamics come through and whatnot, whether it's a look, a smile, a head nod, a head shake, you know, a eye roll. Um, it's, it's all of those little, the, the little minutia like that, that is not something that you get obviously with a traditional um, chef. Yeah. Um, when it's the just dynamics simple- are so funny with the kids and the parents in their interviews. And um, like a lot of the times the parents so far seem sentimental and the kids are very unsentimental. Um, and also you can just see the different relationships in each of the family dynamics are really fun. Um, is this like, is this your first time working with editing children? Me personally? Yes. Okay. So what, how has that been, uh, better, worse, different? How has that been for you? It's just different. I mean, I think the children, uh, you know, uh, the kids we'll call them, they are, you know, they're on top chef. They're wide eyed and just like taking it all in. And it's like kid in a candy store, you know, Willy Wonka, what is going to happen? And just that kind of, you know, they're not reserved like, you know, an adult would be. But that being said, the adults that they're with, they kind of draw that out of the adults that they're with because the adults are there purely to support this child that's right. that's why they're there um so it's just really to see the kind of the different dynamics um you know it's something that we don't get to see every day or work claire, with every day claire what's the difference for you in in regular production with working with kids how different was that you know um i've done a lot of shows with kids in the last few years and i, I really enjoy it um we really treated these kids like adults in the sense that they're really talented kids, right? We really looked for culinary prodigies and it was very important to us to give them challenges that were at the level of Top Chef. And I will pat ourselves, you know, our team on the back by saying that a lot of Top Chef alums who came on to guest judge and several Michelin star chefs said, uh, these, these kids are better than the adult contestants. Um, uh, none of them will probably go on record and say that, but they, um, they really succeeded. And so like, we really treated them as adults. You've got, um, you know, filming with kids, you've got schedule constraints and boring stuff like labor laws. So we obviously had shorter right. time to achieve these challenges. You won't see them go out into the real world and shop, um, like you do on top chef because we just don't have, it's not a location based show. Um, but, um, but other than that, honestly, what you get with filming with kids is an amazing energy. Like Tracy said, they're not jaded yet. So it's also really fun is when you watch them compete, 
um, there's a whole spectrum of strategic thinking and that some of them are not strategic at all. And some of them are very strategic. And it's often the adult, you know, the kid is like, I, they are so lofty. They, they, they know they're like, they're so passionate. They've watched a million cooking shows and what they wanted to achieve was unbelievable. And a lot of times the adult would be like, reel it in, you know, like you got to focus on what's going to, what's going to get us to win this challenge. But, um, but no, it was just like the excitement. It, it, that's what's so much fun about filming with kids. They're not jaded. They're so excited to be there. Um, so the flip side of their excitement is that they also they show a lot of emotion. And this is a show where you are eliminating children. And uh, so what was, uh, how was that process on set? How does it feel when a kid gets told to pack their knives and put their photo up on the memorial tree? <laughs> the memorial tree. <laughs> they didn't die. Um, uh, it's a whole sad ritual. They take the photo out of the cubby and they put it on this tree, and it's it's so heartbreaking. We, <laughs> we thought a lot about about how to end that, and one of our producers made a joke like we should have a celebration of life. Um, but uh, feels uh, a tiny yeah, bit like that. Maybe a terrible taste. Um, no, uh, we were so careful about it because again, like. Megan and Marcus and all of our guest judges were there because they wanted to see these kids succeed. And um, Marcus is a teacher and a mentor, and he really viewed his role as a teacher and a mentor to the kids and to the adults as well. And so we were really tactful. We focused on constructive criticism. Um, but Marcus wanted to give them the respect of giving them real feedback, right? He didn't want to condescend. These kids right. want to be professional chefs. So he gave them real feedback. At times, it could have, you know be hard to hear, but he would always couch it with like this is to make you better um and um and then again i mean we tried to spin everything for the positive but um it was that balance of they really wanted to be they wanted the adult treatment and, and we gave it to them so um obviously we you know we just viewed it also the lens of teaching and mentoring and, and getting them to you know better at their their craft you mentioned the host. So we have Mar Marcus Samuelson, who every Top Chef uh, viewer knows, um, incredibly well-respected in the food world and an awesome guest judge whenever he shows up. And then he's paired with uh, Megan Trainer, who says in the opening, she does not know why she's there. So do you want to take this opportunity to tell us how you came to choose Megan as the co-host? Yeah. Um, I think once we learned Megan was interested, we were all really, really excited. She is a new mom. Um, she, she She's like... Ex Part of the sort of beauty of this um, this version of the show is the family dynamics, as Tracy was speaking to, and and a celebration of cooking and family. And Megan has a really tight knit family. She was, I think, in a family band growing up. Um, so family, family is really, really important to her. So we knew that that angle, like she had covered, and then some. And that um, mattered a lot to you because you are an alum of America's Most Musical Family. Oh my God, you've done your research. I, I was. <laughs> you love a family band. I love a family band. Um, that was such a fun show. No, I and I'm a mom, and um, but no, she's a new mom, and she really want look. She wants to cook for her son. She loves, eat, as she will say, she loves eating. So. She just really, like, she was so excited to learn. And I think we really liked the idea of having the audience POV. Again, we wanted, this is a Peacock show, to differentiate it from Bravo a little bit. Like, it's a broad audience. It's kids and adults and families watching together. And we want people who aren't, you know, super foodies to be able to watch and enjoy. And so she gave us that POV of, like, I'm learning. You know, she tried many things for the first time on the show. Uh, and I think, you know, we had a lot of fun with that. And so it, it, she, she just made a lot of sense for, for all of those reasons. And then um, she just partnered so well with, with Marcus as well. And he really taught her as, as he went. 
Well, so you both have a, a, a broad experience uh, with other shows, food and not food related. But um, Tracy, you've been on you've been on Top Chef, Flagship, Masters, Desserts. You've done all of the you've done all of these. So, what's the what do you think is the ethos of Top Chef? That because we're just talking about differentiating between Peacock and the Bravo version. So, but like, what's the what's the heart of this franchise that you felt like that you were it was important to pull together in this version of the show? Yeah, I mean, I think this is obviously, as we've kind of said before, you know, it's still very much under the top chef umbrella. It's, you know, format wise, uh, culinary prowess wise, even though they're kids, like the food that they are turning out is incredible. Um, And I think just turning it on its head just a little bit to include not only these young prodigies that are, you know, quite frankly, future top chef contestants, let's yeah, be honest. Absolutely. Um, and also, you know, kind of giving it a fresh take by having them bring a family member who, as we said before, also, sometimes they know something about cooking, sometimes they don't know anything about cooking. And then watching these kind of duos go on these journeys together throughout the series, what they learn from about each, each other, what they learn about themselves, um, I think is really just kind of a, a different pov than that we've seen than what we've seen before in the um, under the top chef umbrella but so the heart of the top chef umbrella that you wouldn't dare touch it sounds like at least part of it is like a respect for the craft that this is not a show where you're making fun of people or setting them up to fail uh, what else is p- part of that umbrella's uh, hearthstone I'm just going to say we cast for culinary talent and that is something that's so important to magic gloves and to the top chef franchise. Um, yeah, we didn't cast like cute kids and, and um, <laughs> they were cute. Um, yeah. You lucked out then <laughs> as it turns out, it's cute watching kids be passionate about something. We, yeah. um, yeah, no, well, the, the integrity of, you know, the culinary integrity I would say is, is like a through line through all the different top chef franchises. And, um, and also diversity and representing what food in America looks like right now. Again, celebrated on Top yeah. Chef and celebrated here. We had an unbelievable um, right, families from every different background, but also geographically. We had Hawaii and Alaska. We had Kennedy from Alaska who hunts her own moose. Um, yeah, yeah. just really, really <laughs> cool spectrum of, of families. Um, and I would say, and I know you know Tracy's worked on so many, um, so much Top Chef, but um, but that's really, to me, at the heart of, of Chef is is the food comes first and we celebrate it. Um, one thing I noticed from the opening of the show, the little preview clips, is that there's going to be a WWE crossover, which I believe is a Peacock property. I assume is a Peacock property. Is there another NBC Universal Peacock property that you would have liked to have crossed over with that you weren't able to? Um. I'm thinking if there was, we actually had, no, cause we did three or four of them. It was really, Peacock was unbelievable at delivering us talent from their other properties. And it, oh, that's was, great. it was so fun. Well, maybe not, it doesn't even have to be Peacock specific. Is there a dream guest judge you weren't able to get? Is there a challenge you've always wanted to do? What, what is your, what is your white whale of this season? Oh man. Um, I'm thinking, uh, it's good if you don't have one. That sounds like then you got well, we pretty did close get, to the show we, you we dreamed did. of making. We, yeah. really, we really did. I mean, I think, look, there were um, 
there are obviously some people we reached out to who weren't available who maybe can do a subsequent season, but we just, ca- I mean, we got a great cast. And I think, you know what, um, we were a studio-based show, and so the challenge was, you know, both, both because of COVID and because of kids' schedules, it's it's tough to take them um, all over all over the city. But, um, you know, I think, like, in a dream world, we could have gotten out a little bit more and done, you know, integrated into the city more. And maybe that's something we could do in future seasons. Um, but we really did a great job at creating these huge, like set piece challenges and episodes, um, in studio. Is there, is there some other part of being straight to to being on the streaming platform besides, so you've mentioned a little bit about, uh, um, you mentioned that you had a different like audience expectation. What else is it like shooting this for for an app instead of shooting it for Bravo or editing it for both? Yeah, Tracy, why don't you speak to that? I've never yeah. edited anything for Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is a good question. I think you know, just in the nature of the show itself, I think you know the fact that this is more geared towards families. That that is the audience that we're kind of going for. Um, it makes it, it, you know, this isn't going to sound right, but it makes it a little more like lighthearted. The challenges are lighthearted, but that does not mean to say that these challenges weren't also created to get amazing food, um, and show really the talents of these kids. And in editing this, I think, you know, we're really just keeping an eye towards, um, you know, kind of what I said before in terms of like these family dynamics are relatable. Everyone can relate to these people in some way, whether it's yeah. the funny, the embarrassing, the emotional, the heartwarming. Um, and that's really kind of, not to say that's not what we do with Bravo, but you know, when we're doing kind of a, a straight chef, top chef with Bravo, it's, it's, it's a little more straightforward, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a moment in the pilot where um, one of the sh- one of the kids says something that makes the mom cringe, and I feel like mm-hmm. both generations watching will empathize with one of those two people. So a lot of very like good universal dynamics that you got along the way. Um, Teresa, I have a question for you that I always that, that we've wondered about for a long time watching shows like this, and it's specifically about posts. So I'm really glad to get to talk to you about this. But <laughs> how much are you interested in? throwing us off the scent of the winner versus showing because I feel like you have to have a clear story so that we know that like the winner feels justified but we also want a bit of a mystery how do you balance that do you lean towards one side or the other of those two things is it am I totally off base how does that process work for you no not at all you're not you're not off base at all I mean I think our primary goal is to tell a story and tell it as authentically as we can. Yes, you know, we are not trying to give away from the top who is going to win and who is going to go home. Um, so, you know, creatively, we do kind of look at it We, in terms of, okay, let's, we're telling this story, but what other stories can we also kind of weave in at the same time, so that you're not just focused on this one story, but we've got the C, A, B, C, D, you know, other stories over here to try and kind of, um, you know, not give it away from the very top, if that makes sense. Yeah. So your, but your main, so your thought mostly is about the story and then the, the surprise is like a, that's the, the, the sprinkle on top as opposed to starting with surprise and then trying to make sure it works out. Exactly. Our main goal is to tell a, a very authentic, true story and sprinkle away 
if you will. <laughs> Are there, Claire, when you're shooting for that, do you shoot for surprise? And, and, and you've also worked as a story producer, I believe, on a bunch of other things. So you think in terms of story anyway. How do you think of these stories and these surprises when you're um, shooting? Um, yeah, you know what's really fun about Top Chef is it's incredibly pure. So, like, um, when we start the season on this version of Top Chef, we had 26 people in the kitchen, um, which yeah. is a lot. And so, on, if I'm being honest, during a challenge, we're really just letting the cameras roll. And again, I think that's something that's like a hallmark of Top Chef is these challenges happen in real time. Um, and they, you know, we don't interfere in any way. And so what we're doing while we're shooting is tracking stories. So we're listening to the microphones of all 26 and, um, you know, instructing our cameras and our director on, on who we think, you know, is a, interesting stories that are developing. So we're really tracking story, but we're not, we're really not trying to create story. We're not manipulating at all, but what we, but Can Yes. Yeah, Can you tell me what that actually looks like? So, like, what's the sort of thing you might hear on a microphone and say, like, "Oh, we got to make sure get camera two over there" or something? Yeah, sure. So, okay, and yeah, and what I was going to say is what. So, what we try to do is is design challenges to to get story right. So, let's right. just take the pilot. Um, their uh, their elimination challenge was to create. Um, what sorry was to make um, like a five star version of a classic uh, family recipe that represents their family. So um, so we know we're going to get story out of that right because each of these teams is going to bring their own thing. Um, what would happen that uh, I mean every so much and this is this is why Tracy probably has a, a headache at all times because there's so much going on with that many people. But um, let's say uh, with 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 family, you got, you have a lot of arguments, um, disagreements on strategy. So, uh, there may be a kid who wants to put, you know, a, a million things on a plate and the adult is saying, I don't think that's a good idea. We're not going to get it done in time. Um, you know, I think what on top shelf where you have interaction between contestants, we had a lot of that within a team, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah family members disagreeing, but then also just like we had a lot of emotional things happen. Um, and, you know, when we hear any of that stuff, we'll, we'll send a camera over. So whether it's like funny stuff, whether it's, um, and, and another thing, sorry, is like um, a, a learning moment. So like, Mar you know, because it's an art series, Marcus would say to a team in one episode, um, your dish is really hard to eat. It's, you know, it tastes really great, but you've presented in a way that makes it really hard to get on a fork. Well, then in um, the next challenge, we may see them say, remember what Marcus said, how are we going to adjust so that this is easier to eat? And so when we heard those moments too, we would right. focus on them. So you'd hear, you'd hear um, something at judges table and you'd be like, I'm going to make sure we're watching for them to fix that next time. Um, yeah, exactly. But also just like, you know, we're all trained storytellers. So uh, when we're listening to it all unfold, we, because of our experience, we know immediately when we're really going to want to use something and, and we focus our resources there. So you've mentioned designing challenges. Tracy, since you're all in post, you don't get to be part of the meetings where you design challenges. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Have you ever wanted to? No. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I leave that to the creative people like Claire. Okay, well, so this is going to work. Okay, so I'd like to, as we get ready to wrap up here, I want to play a little bit of a game with you two, and you're going to have to work together as a team. And it's clear that that maybe Claire has more experience here, but Tracy, I want your post production viewpoint to uh, help inform the team on how they're going to do this. So, um, what I would like to do with you, if you are up for it, is a quick round of top top chef producer quick fire quick fire, which is. Um, 
a, a little game that we made up where we're going to have, I would like you two to work together to create a challenge for your, for your contestants on this show, for, for your adult and child pairings. And just like on the show, you have certain things that you would normally have to work in. So I'm going to give you three elements. I'm going to give you a celebrity guest, a sponsor, a, a, a generic sponsor tie-in and a, um, a normal calendar event and you're going to have to create what your quick fire would be using at least two of those elements. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. <laughs> so we- I did hear, I, I, we heard from the producers of uh, top chef amateurs that this process of designing challenges usually involves a significant amount of wine. And uh, I don't know if that's true <laughs> on your version of the show, but you're going to have to do this in the middle of a Tuesday afternoon, yeah. uh, presumably without wine. So I'm going to give you three elements yeah. and you guys can talk about how you would go about creating a challenge with at least two of them. So you don't have to use all three in case one of my ideas is bad. Um, so I was thinking, we were talking about uh, Peacock. One thing that I've watched on Peacock recently is uh, the um, old series Parks and Rec. So you're going to get as many members of the cast of Parks and Rec as you would like. That's element one. Number two is your this episode, you've gotten a sponsorship from a large cereal brand, but we'll make a generic cereal. And then also this episode is airing on Easter. So those are your three elements. You have Parks and Rec, you have cereal, and you have Easter season. You have to use at least two of those in your final challenge. Go ahead. How would you guys go about putting together a challenge using some of those? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I was going to... Um... <laughs> oh man okay yeah um what's your what's your initial reaction to any of those if you had to work with them i'm gonna tell you something we almost had retta we did a treat yourself challenge um this oh. season and we actually because we were th- we really wanted we were like oh wouldn't it be amazing if retta were available and i think she was filming something the day that we had to film it but um th- so so we were thinking the way that you were thinking but um <laughs> oh, good good <laughs> um cereal grand easter yeah, I mean, I can't, which of the which yeah. of those sounds the worst then to work with? Easter, Easter, interesting. Because I could come up. We um, did we do the cereal challenge? We had a cereal <laughs> challenge on our board. We it didn't definitely do it. seems like a thing that would work with yeah. this group. Yeah, we did get some really creative cereal dishes. Um, this okay, um, but. Uh, so I want you to spoil that one then. Um, so what would you do if you had to have a secondary, a different cereal challenge? We we didn't actually do the cereal challenge. Oh, you didn't? Oh, great. No, okay, this is even easier. Oh, let's just take that challenge then. Yeah. <laughs> well, that <laughs> challenge was really broad. Recycle? That challenge was make something elevated with cereal. Um, uh, season two. Um, I, I saw, I'm just thinking... Uh, I'm tying in Nate. I'm thinking of Easter. Uh, I know. Treat, really candy, um, baskets. Yeah. Um, so I, I, yeah. I'll give you just a tiny hint that jumped to, occurred to me is if you say Easter, my first thought would be eggs. Yep. As well. So there might be some sort of an egg based. Right. Exactly. So, um, gosh, we did an egg challenge. Alex, you, you did. Like, re- I was yeah. going to say, <laughs> great egg challenge. The egg challenge is actually really fun. Man, I threw, I threw okay. these items together very quickly, so I can't say that I was planning on well, it. I, was trying- I mean, you could definitely do a cereal dessert challenge, right? So um, yes. use cereal, make a spectacular dessert, a treat that you could put in an Easter basket. That would tie um, those two together very well. With the cast of Parks and Rec. Yeah, you could even use all three. Um, 
I'm thinking. Tracy, when you hear yeah. that challenge, what do you think? What are you expecting to see from your end? What are you going to be looking for for stories in a cereal treat <laughs> Easter basket challenge? Well, I'm hoping there's going to be some great backstory from a few of our chefs. That oh we yes, can of delve course. Into about Easter or cereal. Um, I'm also kind of wondering. Oh, did they do this as like an Easter egg hunt and hide the different cereals in a in the eggs that the chefs had to hunt for and whatever they found was the cereal they had to use. I don't Did know. There it is. Tracy, there it is. Tracy is it. very That's good at this. That's the hook. We're <laughs> always looking for the hook. That's the hook. That's a great hook. Oh, I love that. But also the flip side of that is, oh God, how long is it going to take to cut this together and can we just montage it? <laughs> right. I assume that if, if there's eggs <laughs> hidden around the kitchen, that that would be great footage to use, but it also sounds like it could take a long time to cut. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. <laughs> that's but but Tracy's on something. That's exactly that would be the exact next step we would take, right? We would do okay. We're gonna do Easter treats made out of cereal, or we're gonna flip it and we're gonna say we're gonna make like a savory Easter dinner, right? A formal Easter dinner, but you have to yeah. use cereal, and that's the twist. But then we mm-hmm. always do want to deliver these challenges in a really fun way and have some gameplay. And so Tracy's right; like that is the perfect example, and would be really really fun it's, is to do an Easter egg hunt. It's so good. That would absolutely be great. And I don't know that Easter is an important enough date on the calendar that you'd have to make a challenge around it. But if you ever are in that opportunity, I would love to see chefs looking for eggs around the kitchen with different ingredients. That's very fun. There you go. You guys did it. You nailed it. And I'm so glad, Tracy, that you were the hero of that because you specifically said you didn't want to play. Well, I didn't say I didn't want to play. I just said I was going to be no good at it as I'm no good at most things. So You said you didn't want to be part of uh, the regular process, but you may have just earned yourself a seat in that meeting. Well, we and did they're... not work Leslie and open to this, though. You don't have to. I said two out of three, so you don't have to get all three. I wanted to give you that option, but yeah, if if Leslie Nope could do it, I think that would also that would she should just be a fun person to hang out. We do the the hunt no in a park outside yeah. with the perfect. They, see, see, that was so easy. Okay, well, you're great. Well, so what we're going to do is we're going to take that answer and we're going to compare it to the producers from amateurs, and we'll I guess we'll get back to you about who gets eliminated. Um, Excellent. And whose picture goes up on the memorial wall. Um, Well, that was so fun. Thank you so much for playing along. And thanks for hanging out and answering my questions. Um, So this is debuting on Peacock on September 9th. Uh, Are you releasing them all at once? Or is this going to be weekly like a regular show? Two, one and two will be dropping on the 9th. And then it'll be weekly after that. Great. So that means that's Tracy. That means you're not done yet with the end of the show. Oh, no. Oh, we're not done yet oh okay that's i did not realize that i assumed that once it starts airing you are on vacation but no you're still gonna oh. be in the trenches no, that's me i'm on vacation, vacation. sounds you're on vacation. yeah <laughs> vacation sounds lovely yeah. <laughs> uh well it has been such a uh, great time chatting with both of you and good luck on the show thank you very much appreciate it thanks so much alex 